Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. I want to share with you today about identity. It is one of those messages that it takes time to really examine your own life through the word of God, through what God is saying to you, and allow God to show you who you are. Because sometimes in our own assessments in life, we come up with all sorts of versions of what God is saying, but never really hit the bullseye as it relates to what God is actually say. So today, I want to share with you about identity. One of the five life questions that is very crucial for every human being to answer that will bring meaning and direction and purpose to your life is the question of who am I? And who am I speaks to the issue of identity. If you don't settle the identity issue in your life, then lack of identity will give rise to other issues in your life. Lack of identity will cause you to feel the need to always be proving your importance. And the things that people do to try and prove their importance are endless and frightening at times. When Jesus was teaching the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, verse 2, it said, he said, when you do your arms, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. Because they want to feel important. They want to look important. Don't sound the trumpet before you in the synagogues and in the streets for the glory of men, to look good in the eyes of men. And he went on to say, they have their reward. In other words, those things comes with their consequences. He said, actually, you should go into your secret closet and talk to God. Your father will sit in secret, will reward you open. Lack of identity suggests that you can't go into the secret closet because you have to look important in the eyes of since the fall of the first man, Adam, every human being, every grown human being, at some point or the other, consciously or unconsciously, has had their identity search. And that search is still continuing for some people as we speak 
this morning. It is a mission to feel belong. It is a mission to feel connected. It is a mission to have some sense of foundation in your life. And even those people who were grown in quote-unquote ideal home with both parents and uh, reasonable amenities, even those people still walk the journey to try and find their identity. Like many other things in life, if you continue to search and look in the wrong areas, in the wrong places for your identity, then you are going to continue to be frustrated and miserable in your life. So this morning, it is important that we look in the right places to try and find ourselves. Sometimes people have been given different versions of themselves over their time in life. Circumstances, those who speak into your life, it's different situations have suggested different versions of you. And I have come to the conclusion that more times than not, it is going to require what we call a serious paradigm shift for people to face the reality of their true identity. Because sometimes people want to settle with the fake version that let them feel good, their flesh feel good for a moment, but don't want to face the reality of their true identity. And many times, as I said before, to come into that place of facing that reality requires a paradigm shift. Of course, a paradigm shift is a new way of seeing something. The best example I heard of a paradigm shift is the story of a young lady passing through neighborhood here. They have this particular cookie store in that airport, bring the big fresh cookies. Of course, the scent of those cookies are compelling. So it pulls you in, sucks you in, you go and buy cookies. So this young lady had a, about a half an hour between flights. She went in, bought a pack of cookies. Think about three cookies and then sashay. And she got a newspaper while she was at it. Realized after she got her cookies that 
She had a few minutes before boarding. So she sat at a table. And something in the newspaper caught her attention. So she was reading eagerly. A young man was sitting across the other side of the table. So as she was reading, she caught him through the corner of her eye, taking up a cookie and eating. So she grabbed the bag for the cookie and pulled it toward her and looked at him with that, that eye, the eye that the females can look at him with, and encouraged him not to do it again. So she took out one of the cookies was eating and continued reading. Only to realize after about another minute, this guy took the last cookie and was crumbling up the bag. He eaten the cookie and looked at her and even said, God bless you. She's thinking how sly somebody could be to steal your cookie and bless you at the same time. Of course, she got mad in a rage going towards her gate for boarding, she put her hand in her coat to take out her boarding pass and found her own bag of cookies. So, all of a sudden, this guy is not the thief anymore. This guy is not the one that is lying anymore. He's not the troublemaker. He's not the cookie stealer anymore. So, all of a sudden, in a moment, she had to see the situation a different way. And that's a paradigm shift. You see a different way. You see, life may have thrown all kinds of stuff at you, suggesting who you are. And you have accepted it because of the culture and because of uh, the circumstances. But all of a sudden, God wants to show you another version. The real you. God wants to show you that you are not what they say you are. You're not even what you've been thinking you are. He wants to bring you a reality check about your identity. And so even those that grew up in the church has had serious issues with identity. People have done all kinds of stuff in the name of religion, trying to find their identity. Some people have made a long trip across the Atlantic Ocean to Africa to try and establish their identity. Some have engaged different religions. Some got baptized even a second time, trying to find their themselves and as they got baptized the search intensified and some of them there's some people who have gotten themselves in into very toxic relationships as they search for their identity something inside keeps crying out for that sense of belonging. Who am I? And even if you have not asked the question that way, that's what it is really hitting. Who 
am I? For the most part, those efforts of those trips across the Atlantic and all the things that you've been doing, the search and all of that have led to nothing but dissatisfaction, disappointment, and in some cases, confusion. But yet, that question, who am I, is still unresolved for me. Today, with the present generations that exist, there is absolutely no question that there is an incredible quest, an incredible search for identity. That search is getting louder and louder and more prolonged with each passing day. And the only reason, the only reason why some of you do the things that you do and keep repeating them is because you don't know who you are. I am not saying that we don't all make mistakes and do crazy stuff. But the only reason why you continue is because it has not really hit home as yet as to who you are. One of the most exciting things in life, and yet the most dangerous at the same time, is to meet yourself. Some of you have never, ever met yourself. God wants you to meet yourself so that you, the best of you, can come forth. Oh yes, there are days when I feel best of me is ready to begin. But until you meet yourself, that beginning is halted. Identity is rooted in origin. Okay? Only in origin can you really find true identity. Anywhere else you're looking for identity, you're going to be disappointed because identity, real identity, true identity can only be found in origin. I want you to remember this statement because this is going to serve us well for the next two sessions. Identity is rooted in origin. Now, let me say, I know what ethnicity means in the context of today's work. But your origin is not in your ethnicity. Whether that ethnicity is of African descent or European descent, your origin is not in your ethnicity. Your origin is not 
not Europe, your origin is not Africa. Yeah, I know that we're going in troubled waters here. But I don't care how many tricks you make to Addis Ababa or to Germany. That will not settle the identity issue. People in Africa have identity issues. People in Europe have identity issues. People all over the world have identity issues. Your identity is not in your ethnicity. The truth about it is that I live in a black house. You see, the real me, the real Garfield Deans, lives in this house. I'm looking out through these windows at you. But you really don't know my, my color. There's some other people who live in a white house. Some live in black house. And I have no issues with the house that I live in. Because this is God's design for me. But this is not my identity. It is not my real identity at all. My real identity is in God. You know, Jacob wrestled with his source. His true origin. Jacob wrestled with him and got a reality check as it relates to his true identity. I want to read a few verses from Genesis chapter 32. We're going to read from verse 24. Because you see, there, there's still some people who think that maybe if they were living in another kind of house, it would have been better off. There's still some people that believe that if they were living in a different place, they would have been better off. Listen, if you know who you are, I am telling you right now that you can survive, you can live, you can excel anywhere God plays among anyone. But you've got to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, you still live among the best of amenities and don't amount to your potential. You have to settle up. Who am I? Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. I want you to notice the word man starts with capital M. He wrestled with God. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. That word he again. He said, Let me go for the day breaks. And he, Jacob, said, I will not let you go. You look at you again. I will not let you go until you bless me. 
gone through the, this many, many times, but let me remind you that this blessing that Jacob is talking about, he's not talking about some rice and chicken here. Jacob was a wealthy man. In fact, if you read a little earlier, you'll find that when he was meeting his brother Esau, he sent hundreds of cattle as a gift to Esau. And that was just a, a small portion of what he had. And Esau said, ah, I don't even need that. I have my own. So, so we're not talking about provision as in food and that kind of stuff here. Jacob could not find himself. His life was a mess. He was lost because of the version of him that was related to him over his lifetime. And he realized that he needed to find himself before the end of his life. So he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said to him, so God said to Jacob, what is your name? Again, we know very well in this church that whenever God asks you a question, He's not looking for information. He's not trying to find out anything. He's trying to put you in touch with something. He's trying to put you in touch with some reality. See, he's not trying to find out Jacob's name. He's trying to get Jacob to find out his name. So he said, what is your name? And Jacob answered and said, I am Jacob, because that's what he has been told. Now, watch this. In the Hebrew, the Hebrew culture, the name of a thing speaks to the thing. It gives the thing identity. Names are not loose in the Hebrew culture. You just don't come up with a fancy name. A name in the Hebrew culture speaks to the identity of the vision. So Jacob said, I am Jacob. He's not just talking name here. He's saying, ah, that's who I am. God said, ah, oh, you see, that's the problem. You have been living with a wrong identity all your life. Now, you know, as well as I do, the consequences of wrong identity. So if you show up at Western Union one day, and the person in front of you goes to the attendant, and they say, what is your name? And they say, Carly Harwood. Now, that immediately gets your attention. Huh? I thought there was one of us. We need to do some investigation. And especially if the attendant starts saying, well, but this is not what is on your ID. You know, that begins to create some issues because right there, what you're saying is that somebody else is trying to be you. And if they try to impersonate you and be successful, they will take things that belong to you. Because they can go and do things on your behalf 
that when you show up, the goods are gone. Jacob himself did that. He presented a false identity to his father Isaac, saying, I am Esau. And got the birthright. And Jacob's life has been mired in that kind of deception. So the name Jacob means deceiver, trickster. And that's what he has been identified as. So in his life, in his own mind, he's a trickster. That's what he knows. In fact, his mother was a deceiver. She was the one that set him up. To go to the father for the birthright. Then he left that because he was there were some problems. He went to live with his uncle Laban and it got worse. He was the master deceiver. First of all, he worked seven years for Rachel. And when he thought that, wow, it's done. The man got married and went on his honeymoon. Only to realize. Wrong wife? No, that's a serious issue. So, so you see, his whole life was wrapped up in deception. Identity issue. He didn't get the right wife. He, he, he had problems with his uncle, um, with the sheep and all that kind of stuff. It was a mess. So you see now, God's, what, what God is after. He said, what is your name? Because God wanted to give him a reality check. And he, he being helpless, said, I'm Jacob, I'm the trickster. Right. Gotcha. Right where I want you. Remember, I said earlier that some people have never met themselves. The person that is at work trying to seek importance and all that kind of stuff. It's not the real you. God wants you to meet the real you. And we trust in the Lord that before this series is up, you will meet the real you. So, when you're leaving, you don't have to be when you're leaving home, you don't have to make sure you put on any mask or anything because the real you is about to function. Let's read the next verse. Said, What is your name? Said uh, Jacob. And he said, Listen to this. He said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Now, this is not for style. God has given him his real identity. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Yeah, you have struggled with God, yeah, wrestled with and you have struggled with men. <laughs> okay, yes, all kinds of stuff has happened, but your name is now going to be called Israel. That word name Israel in this context means he will rule as God. Right? Israel is changing it from trickster to say 
You know who you really are? You're a ruler. And you will rule in a way that represents God. That's, that's your real identity. Or you will understand that you are a representative of God. Because in all that you've been doing, Jacob, really, you've not been representing God. And, and the thing is, you don't, you don't you didn't have to all oh, be doing all of this. Because if you carefully see yourself in God, things will change. Because the prophetic word had come earlier to say that the elder would serve the younger. So you didn't have to go through all of this. It was already God's word that it was going to happen. So he said, look, you are now going to be your real self, a representative of God. That's who you are. Your Israel. If you read the life of Jacob after that, to convince as he recognized who he was. First of all, Joseph went down to Egypt. And you know the story he became vice president of Egypt when they sent for Jacob. Jacob went there, and he represented God. He blessed them. He could do all that before. As a representative of God, he blessed them. Not only that, when he was about to die, the man went out in a blaze of glory, representing God. He called his sons, and he prophesied over them, line upon line. As by the Spirit of the Lord. He prophesied over Judah. He prophesied over um, Benjamin. He prophesied over them the word of the Lord. He represented the Lord and took his position as one of the patriarchs of Israel. How long have you been going? around the mountain because you are trying to impress people with the fake version of you. Just to be accepted by, by people. Sometimes you come off, I'm a, 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 a serious person, I'm the kind of person that don't jump, don't do this and that, and you've robbed yourself even of joy of just settling down and have some peace. And some of those headaches and all of that that you've been having, it's because of the fake version of you that keeps coming out. So, you need to find yourself in God so the real you can step forward and take charge of the situations of your life. Jacob was a old man, but he got it right before. So, huh? before the end of this year, we still have some day. You need to go rest with God, like Jacob. But you need to set some time of prayer and fasting, go up in the mountain, lock away and say, God, I want the real version of me. 
in 2021. I don't have to try and love people. And then when I go home, I'm miserable with myself. No. The real me? So I If you see me at church, or at work, or at home, it's the same me. Don't fake it. I want to read from Genesis chapter 1. We're going to close today's session with this verse from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, I want to take some time to break down this so you can get the full understanding. Then God said, God, the word God there is the word Elohim in the Hebrew. Remember now that Elohim speaks to the plurality of God. When you see the word El, E-L, it is speaking to either God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit. But Elohim is speaking to all three, plurality of God. So Elohim said, the entire council of the Godhead agreed and said, let us make a called man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let's go back to the top of the verse. Then Elohim said, let us, us plural, make man in our plural image. The word image there means nature and character. So they're saying, let us make a species called man with our nature and our character. So remember that identity is rooted in origin. So right here, we're proving that you came from God. God said, let us make this species called man. Where are they going to come from? Let us make them in our image. With our nature. And our character. And, and, and our likeness, the word likeness means to function like. So, again, let us make a species called man with our nature and our character so that they will function like us. That's what God was saying there in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. So, you came from God with the responsibility to function like God or to represent God, which means you are a representative of God. Now you can understand what he was saying in Corinthians when he said, we are ambassadors of the Lord. You are a representative 
of God. He made you with his image and likeness. And then if we jump over to Genesis 2 verse 7 to cap this off, it says, it talks about how God breathed and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, that's his body, and breathed into his nostrils. He breathed from himself into man the breath of life and man became a living soul according to what came from God in him. That's what enabled him to become a living soul. So man was created by God. Man came from God. Man is supposed to represent God with the nature and character of God to function like God. You are a representative of God. So, now you have to evaluate your actions. Being fake, does that represent God? God is the most original you could find. Today, he wants you to meet yourself. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.